Welcome to the Birth Lounge Podcast, an empowering space for expecting and new parents to hear candid conversations with experts, support your mental health, and learn the tips and tricks that thousands of parents have used to craft their ideal birth. We will answer all of your questions, the scary ones and the weird ones, to help calm your fears and feel confident going into your birth. I'm going to help you redefine what birth and motherhood looks like and how to embrace your journey. I've intentionally crafted an amazing list of experts to help you navigate pregnancy, explore your birth options, and plan for postpartum so it can be a time of soaking in your tiny human. We're going to go there on all the hard topics so that you can dive into finding your confidence and freeing yourself from fears around childbirth. With almost 10 years of experience in family education and a master's degree in human development and family studies, I created this podcast as a way to share information so parents can make educated and informed decisions about their care during pregnancy and childbirth. This is a birth community driven by evidence-based information and research in hopes to help you explore your options, understand your rights, and know what choices you have along the way. I'm your host, Hee Hee. Now let's get to the good stuff. Hello, have you heard about my completely free class that teaches you six evidence-based ways to avoid a C-section and reduce your tearing in labor by up to 50%? And remember, I mentioned it was completely free. This class is going to teach you how to advocate for your preferences in the birth room so that you can have a birth that's filled with joy and not birth trauma. Advocating for yourself starts with being empowered with the right information so that you can ask the right questions and confidently make decisions during labor based on what feels good to you and your baby. But here's the thing. The U.S. has one of the highest C-section rates in the world, and it is ever climbing year after year. And it's not because the system is broken, albeit it is, but it's really because women don't have the tools to navigate that broken system. We may not be able to change the system before you have your baby, but what we can do is change how you operate within that system. Change the conversations that you're having with your providers. Change the places that you are getting your information to help you have informed conversation with your doctor before you have your baby. I want to teach you how to do that. We know the reasons that our C-section rates are climbing. We know the reasons that inductions happen so often, and we know the reasons that babies end up in the NICU. I want to help you avoid all of that so that you can have a birth that you love. You can find my free class at thebirthlounge.com backslash C-section so that you can learn six evidence-based ways to avoid a C-section and reduce your tearing in labor. Again, that is thebirthlounge.com backslash c-section see you there bye hey y'all and welcome back to another episode of the birth lounge podcast all right you guys the last couple episodes we have been doing a lot of education around options that you have to feed your baby and things like mastitis, common problems that you may encounter. We spoke to different professionals that are accessible when it comes to helping you reach your goals in terms of whatever you choose for feeding your baby. And in my questioning, you guys, um, I do this through Instagram stories. I'll put up a question box and you guys submit 
uh, questions there. So if you're not following me on Instagram and you want to have your voice heard on the podcast, you want to have um, some control over the questions that I ask and you want to put your input in, go follow me at Tranquility by Hehe on Instagram and be on the lookout in our stories because before I have a professional on, I always ask you guys what you want to hear from them on that specific topic. Um, okay, so one of the things that popped up in the question box for feeding options was kind of feeding congruent or adjacent, if you will. And it's not necessarily about feeding your baby, but instead what to do with a freezer full of pumped breast milk. And this form came, or this question came in a couple of different forms, in a couple of different ways. People asked it in a couple of different ways. And um, it looked like, you know, I have a freezer full of breast milk that is over a year old. I have too much breast milk. My baby is not going to eat it all. Um, my baby stopped eating breast milk and just like totally stopped and won't take it from a bottle or a cup anymore. I now need something to do with it. Um, and so people have all sorts of reasons of why they want to get rid of their breast milk. And I thought, hmm, okay, what are the options that these people have when it comes to I've got all of this extra pumped milk, what am I going to do with it? And so I have a list of things that I am going to share with you today. So first, I think we kind of touched on it. And unless you're in the camp of my baby just stopped drinking it, you can offer the breast milk that you have as extended feeding in the form of like mixing it in solid foods, or you can put it in a sippy cup or a straw cup if your child has transitioned from bottles and are now drinking and is now drinking from a cup. Um, or you can bake it into things. You can even make it into cheeses and dips and um, purees and blends that you have, hummus, all sorts of things. Um, you can put your breast milk in that and, and your baby can eat it that way. Um, the second way is to just keep it for cuts and rashes and scrapes and pink eye. On a previous episode, I shared how I actually got rid of pink eye by using one of my friend's breast milk. And I talk about my decision process behind that, um, what questions I asked her so I could understand the risk of using her breast milk, what, what research I did. Um, ear infections, too, are another one butt rashes, um, there's all sorts of things, uh, cradle cap, you can put your breast milk on your baby in so many places and it will help heal them, breast milk is literally magical, so if you are in the camp of, okay, my breast milk has expired, it is beyond what the CDC recommends, then you may want to be marking those bags as non-consumable. So you're not going to eat it. You're not going to put it in food. You're not going to feed it to your baby. But you can use it um, to help heal their body or get rid of a uh, cradle cap or, like I say, any of the other things that I mentioned. Now, as far as how long your breast milk can stay in the freezer, the CDC recommends 12 months at zero degrees or colder, and they do make a note that using it within six months is better. Um, but if you're someone who has an abundance of milk, um, chances are you ha I 
you know, you have a lot. So you may not be able to go through it in six months. All right. So another option, and this is for any milk, you can do this, especially for people who have that expired milk and you are looking to use it instead of, you know, dump it, is milk baths. So again, for your baby's skin, for eczema, for the little raw spots that come underneath their um, neck or in the folds of their armpits or their legs behind their knees, any of their little folds um, can sometimes be raw, can get raw. Um, You can put milk, your breast milk, directly into their bath. So you would take one out of the freezer, you would thaw it out um, and warm it up and then add it to the bath water that you have. Obviously, the, you know, smaller amount of water that you have. So think about, are you filling up an entire bathtub? Um, Or is this a time that you may want to use some sort of, you know, tool or that little whale thing or a baby bathtub or whatever, the sink even. Um, And then you can put your breast milk in there. Sometimes you're going to need to use a couple of bags depending on how much water, how big the container is that you're feeding, uh, not feeding, but that you're bathing your baby in. So just think about that. All right, your next option is one that I actually didn't know about until this episode, and it is a very, very cool option. And this is a freeze-dried option. Now, I have heard of shipping breast milk when people are traveling or they're traveling for work um, and they are a pumping mom. They will ship their breast milk back, usually to their home, um, so that they don't have to dump it out, you know, while they're away from their baby and not have to lose out on that milk. What I had never heard of until I looked into this was freeze-drying your milk. People seem to be on a freeze-dried kick. My social medias are filled with, you know, freeze-drying this and freeze-drying that. And we got freeze-dried Skittles a couple months ago in Santa Fe. And they're so good. They're so good. I love them. I'm going to be very sad when they are gone. I might have to get a freeze-dry machine so I can make my own Skittles. Um, No, but really, people seem to be on this freeze-dry kick. And your breast milk is no exception. And there are a couple of uh, companies out there that do this service. And I will link them in the show notes so that you can explore your options there. But essentially, they take your breast milk, you ship it to them, um, and they take it and they dehydrate it. And um, But the dehydration, so dehydrated breast milk and freeze-dried breast milk is a little different. And that was something that I learned throughout this process. There's actually a big difference between dehydrated foods versus freeze-dried. The process is different. The shelf life is different. The additives, so what what they actually use um, in that process is different. The nutritional value is going to be different as well. And then the rehydration process of how do you use that after it's been Um, you know, put into that dehydrated or that freeze-dried form is going to be different. So just keep that in mind. Like I say, I'll link those uh, companies that do that service in the show notes for you, but I just thought it was a very cool option. It brings that shelf life from just that 12 month in the freezer to years, honestly. Um, And I think that is very, very cool. Another positive is that it 
massively saves on space in your home. So think about having an entire freezer full of breast milk and then it is combined down into a powder that is then put in, um, well, a variety of ways. Each company does it a little different, but you can just save, you know, crazy amounts on storage and you can get your freezer back and like I say that that shelf life is really long and it's very cool it's just a neat process so something I wanted you to be aware of and know about if you do have a freezer full of milk okay and my last option for you is to just donate it so there are a ton of places that you can donate to you may meet the criteria for a local bank and I did talk to Sterling Gray Simmons, who's a lactation professional in episode 222 about donor milk. So if you're interested in donating or being a recipient of donor milk through a milk bank, uh, feel free to check out that episode. Now, donating through a bank is not your only option. You could also donate to someone in your inner circle, someone that you know, or go through an organization like Eats on Feet. And that is E-A-T-S on FEETS, F-E-E-T-S. Um, and this is an organization that is a community, but they are not going to screen for you or match you with anyone. They simply give you the avenue to connect with people. Um, so this is more of, of a community-based donation. Some of this is going to be for sale, and then some of it is going to be for donations. Um, you know, I, I try and always keep it real with you guys and I always want to prepare you for what you might encounter. And so I just want to let you know that in terms of selling or donating breast milk, just like anything else in life, there are scammers out there. So be very careful. Never ever meet someone alone. Never ever have someone come to your home. Um, use your, your safety and kind of awareness skills when making these sales or donations. Um, there are some really, really odd and weird people out there who do some really wild and out things. So just protect yourself there. Um, and I certainly don't ever aim to scare you just to say this is a thing that happens. So make sure that you are taking precaution when you are trying to be a good human and donate things. And I appreciate you and I see you out there those amazing boobs that you have making all this milk cool that's it kind of guys that's that's my list that's what I have for you I do have some data about uh, some of the things that I mentioned in this episode so I'll link that in the show notes for you I will link my c-section webinar I will also link my free class on how you can avoid a C-section and reduce tearing in the show notes and all of the free stride breast milk companies so you can check that out. If you have a freezer full of milk, I totally feel you on not wanting to waste a single drop. You worked so hard for that. It's certainly an accomplishment to open up your freezer and be able to see your body's hard work. And that was mental love and emotional love and probably a little stress in there at some points. And 
I know that your babies are very grateful for you. And I know that if you donate to another family, their babies and their family will be very grateful for you and you'll be serving your community. But you don't have to donate. You can certainly keep it for yourself. You have the options of the milk bath and keeping it for rashes and cuts and scrapes and extended feedings and solid foods and putting it in sippy cups or straw cups and then finally that freeze dried option. So you've got tons of options when it comes to cleaning out your freezer and getting rid of your excess pumped breast milk and let it serve you in some other fashion. Cool. I love hanging out with you guys every single week. I get to hang out with you twice and it is seriously some of my favorite time. We're just hanging and talking about important topics that nobody seems to be talking about, but we should. All right. Love hanging with you. I will see you next episode. Until then, don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at Tranquility by Hehe and also at the dot birth dot lounge where I post similar but different content. So follow along for both so that you can be well-rounded and totally prepared and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I truly do value this community and I love hanging out with you. If you found today's episode helpful, share it with a friend. Share it with someone who might also find this information helpful. I'd love to hear what you have to say and read your sweet words on iTunes. You can leave us a review and this helps get this information into the hands of parents who might also benefit from hearing it. If you're interested in joining The Birth Lounge, you can go to thebirthlounge.com. Our blog is linked there. You can find all sorts of free information as well as how to get your access to The Birth Lounge. You can always hang out with me on Instagram as well, at Tranquility by Hehe. Until then, stay educated, stay supported, stay confident.